Hey, welcome to an on-the-road edition of Gospel Eyes with Greg Steer. I'm here with Austin French. Yeah. You were at the Winter Jam Tour, and how's your how's the tour been so far for you, it's Austin? It's been great. Uh, I'm a Winter Jam fan, so like it was it was at a Winter Jam when I was 13 that I realized I wanted to do this for That's the rest awesome. of my life. So yeah, to be on this tour, it really is like dream I, come true. Ah, dream come true. You know, yeah. like I I grew up in a crazy background of you know the small little town in Georgia mm. wanting to get out so much and like yep. never thought it would ever happen so it's definitely feels like a god moment to be able to stand on stage every night that is so cool and you you talked to the youth leaders during the kind of the youth leaders session yeah. and man you were raised in a youth ministry that god used it's interesting because when you first spoke, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is such a good setup because <laughs> I'm speaking on how do you, you revive your youth yeah. ministry? How do you get, you know, growth? And what happened in your youth yeah. group? What, what was their kind of philosophy? Yeah, they were very not like equipped. They had no degrees. They were uh, literally like one of the youth pastors that were there just up and left. And so it was a, a boyfriend and girlfriend team That's <laughs> that were in college. <laughs> And uh, they were like, if no one else is going to do it, then maybe we should do it. Like, yeah. And uh, so they stepped up, uh, Laura and Zach. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget like their influence in my life. But yeah, they stood up, had no idea what they were doing. And they just saw that there was a need. And so they stepped up. And I'll never forget, it was literally after I came home from Winter Jam for the first time mm. uh, when I was 13. And I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I got home. And this transition happened at our church where this, we are lost our youth pastor mm -hmm. and, and these not qualified people came up and were like, I guess we'll step in. And the first thing that they did, the first week they came is they gave, there was four of us in our church, mm -hmm. like four wow. youth. And four I, I was one of like, my mom was a worship leader. The, the pastor's daughter was in there. So it was like <laughs> the worst. Oh yeah. Like we were there because we had no yeah. other choice, yeah, you know, exactly. and uh, but four of us and uh, the the youth pastors came in and said, "Hey, we brought all of you a Bible, and um, like, we just feel like that's probably a good place to start." Yeah. And so no one had ever given if, me a if all right. all fails, you know, read the instructions, right? <laughs> exactly. And uh, they even told us like the Bible. If you, I remember vividly, they were like, "Hey." We this first lesson is gonna be like, what does Bible need? And they were like, basic instructions before leaving Earth. That <laughs> is so like, awesome. That is, I was like, oh, it's oh the cheesiest acronym cheesy. ever. It's like a dad acronym. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. They had no idea what they were doing, yeah. but they were like, hey, uh, my youth pastors, like these guys, they were like. I'll never forget the words. They said, I hope that you're not coming to church every Sunday to be spoon-fed by the pastor mm. because that's not what a relationship with Jesus looks like. Wow. This is his word. Why don't you read it? And I had no idea what I was doing. And so, uh, like, they taught me how to read the Bible, how wow. important it was to make time every day to give the creator of my time yeah. some of it back. And, wow. uh, and God has really blessed that. And so I fell in love with the Word of God. Yeah. And that cra the crazy, crazy the thing that happened through that was that we were starting to pray for revival in our hearts and in our families. And then we just got this huge burden for our school. And, yeah, started praying for our school. And then, man, it was crazy. We started putting like, sticky notes on lockers. And we started this Bible study in the library at our school. Wow. And, like, all these things <clears throat> were motivated because our youth pastors told us to read the Word of God. Wow. And, uh, yeah. 
So that's what happened. And then within a year uh, of us doing that, our youth group of four people turned into about 150 kids. Oh my goodness. And what was the youth meeting like? I mean, it was a just, oh man, it was, was a it bunch like, of ragamuffins yeah. trying to figure out what being a youth ministry looked like. And so all we could figure out was like, okay, we would open up the Bible and we would talk about it. And that's literally what changed my life. And kids were attracted to Kids that. were attracted to it. I, I started singing songs and started writing songs yeah. after I got saved when I was 13. And, and so it was my youth group. I was like, guys, I wrote this song today. Can I like, sing it for you? Yeah. And they're like... Why not? Yeah, that sounds right. No, you know, there's an old French quote. The most dangerous swordsman in France is the one who's never wielded a sword. Yeah. In other words, they don't know the rules. Right. And these two youth leaders, you, Uh, you didn't know the rules. No. So like, hey, let's read the Bible. Yeah. Let's worship. Let's fellowship. Let's evangelize. Let's do what the Bible says. Right. Let's pray. And... Lo and behold, yeah. five to one fifty, yep. or four yep. to one fifty. The, oh the the thing that changed my perspective on like my classmates or whatever mm. was one of the youth pastors came one weekend and we were reading the Bible and he was like, you know what, this is kind of like we found the cure for cancer. Oh man! But how like how shameful it would be if we never told anybody. Yeah. And I had had an uncle who had cancer, mm. and I realized like, man, if there was someone, I would be furious. Yeah if no one gave the cure, you know? And Mm. we have this cure for the depravity of man and eternal life. Mm. And uh, and so, man, it just sparked something in me. That's so cool. So I started, the way I started doing it was starting to write songs for my friends who are non-believers. And I'm like, hey, I was scared to death to talk to people about Jesus, but music was in my blood. Like, that's what my, I grew up doing. And so I just went in my room and I remember like writing these songs, one for this girl named Carmen. And I tried to fit her name into the song, didn't work. It was like a rip-off version of Jesus Take the Wheel. And I'm like, hey, I called up Carmen after I wrote it. And I'm like, hey, I wrote this song for you. Here we go. And she thought it was going to be a love song. And you sang at the, the gospel. At the her. end of it, it's like, you need Jesus. And she's like, wait, what? What is this about? And uh, man, but that's that's kind of how it all, if it wasn't for my youth pastors, yeah. like, I don't know if I would be doing what I'm doing today. You know, so, man, there's, the youth leaders that are listening to this are knowing exactly what I'm about to say. Because we have these seven values that we train youth leaders mm-hmm. in. The first one is, you want to see revival? Intercessory prayer fuels it. You got to pray for the lost. Yeah, come on. So they're thinking, oh my goodness, you guys were doing that because yeah. it's in the Bible, yeah. right? You have to. The second value is relational evangelism drives it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you guys were driving relational evangelism. Totally, you were yeah. all reaching your friends. I mean, you were you were writing love songs <laughs> to Christ, uh, you know, and, and and sharing them with Carmen. Right. Yeah. Um, the third one is leaders fully embrace and model it. So you had two leaders that didn't know the rules of typical youth ministry, right. and said, you know, we're not here to entertain. We're here to train, equip, mobilize, right. and read the, you know, based on scripture, we're going to do this. The fourth one is a disciple multiplication strategy guides it. The only way to go from four to 150 is yeah. multiplication, right. not addition. The fifth one is a bold vision focus. You told me you had a bold vision for your school. Yeah. The sixth one is biblical outcomes measure it. You guys were measuring new disciples made multiply. Right. And the seventh one was ongoing programs reflected. Your programs reflected your priorities. Right. So youth leaders, I didn't go over those seven values with him before this. <laughs> I didn't even know him. He didn't know him. It sounds like uh, we did it. I wrote a whole book based on that. Yeah. And what you're saying is, man, that's why you're doing ministry mm. today is because yeah. you had youth leaders that were gospelizing right. based in scripture uh, and kids flocked to that. Yeah. Man, I tell you, it's just so encouraging for me to hear that. Now, 
we talked a little bit before this about, you know, kind of the importance of giving the gospel. Today mm-hmm. we did Jam Church. I challenge all the artists, mm-hmm. every show, you know, take five minutes or whatever between songs. Yeah. And share the gospel, and you—you you were just telling me that that's something you're committed oh, to doing. Oh, absolutely! And it's yeah. gotten you in trouble a little bit. It has, you know, as as artists, people—I mean, as artists like that put out music into the world. That's what people know us. Yeah, like, they don't know me as Austin French. You're like, oh, you're that born again or freedom hymn guy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Play that song, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, and and so you know, when we get to these festival slots, like I'm a new artist. I have one record and three songs that everyone knows you know so it's like i get an hour slot at a festival or a show and three of the songs people are gonna know yeah and so i realized number one even with winter jam i have 12 minutes on stage it was super important for me not to get up there and say bang 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 there's the songs you want good night yeah it was how do i put the gospel message into this because my music may can go as someone, but yeah. it's going to fade. People are going to forget I'm the Freedom Ham guy. I don't think they'll forget. I don't know. I Some think things are in your mind. <laughs> but, but the thing that's going to go home with them is the gospel. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that can change their life. So uh, I'll, I'll take my 60-minute set mm. at a festival and like play five, six songs and then just halt. And I'm like, all right, everybody sit down. And I'm like, wait, what? What's yeah. going on? I get my Bible out and I'm like, all right, I got a 15-minute message. Here we go. <laughs> and yeah. and I, I just share the gospel. And I'll I'll get looks of like when I get off stage from behind stage, we're like, can we do that? Like, is, yeah. that, is that okay? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, that's why we're writing this music. That's we might exactly as well right. tell them the source of it. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and so like for me, I don't know, the word of God, when I fell in love with it in youth ministry, it's still the most important thing. You know, so what what would you say, because, you know, I was talking to artists today, how would you encourage youth leaders when it comes to youth group? Because it it may seem redundant every week. It may seem like it gets old to some kids after a while. They probably get pushed back too. But what would you say uh, why you should keep on? You know, gospelizing. Right. Man, uh, so I I tell this story in Jam, uh, well, our youth thing that we do every Mm. night when we talk to the youth leaders. But uh, my mom, when I I looked at my mom when I was 13 at Winter Jam, and uh, I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life, Mm. 13 years old. And she looked at me and, and she said, well, then be faithful with where you're at. Mm. And what a great, oh, man. great advice. And and she probably didn't think two things about it. She was yeah. like, Well, you're in Cordill, Georgia right now. Like yeah. be faithful there. Yeah. And uh and take winter jam to Cordill, Georgia or yeah. whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, and, yeah. and so for me, man, that I could never shake that. Mm. And and what I watched my youth pastors do was not be the trendy guys. Mm. Uh, I watched them with not all these resources, like no, they had no resources. They yeah. had no idea what they were doing, but they were but faithful. In some ways, they had all the all resources, the resources they need. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And so they were faithful with where they were at, yep. with the resources they had. And when you realize what your resource is, I think that's what changes the game. And yeah. so, I don't know. I I would say if I could speak to all the youth pastors that are listening, the thing that changed my life was when my mom mm. told me to be faithful with where I'm at. You may think that you need to be the biggest youth group, yeah. or you may think that you need to be the coolest, but really, yeah. you seem to be faithful with what's in front of you. The, yep. the four kids in your youth group yep. that are serious about studying the Word of God, and mm-hmm. and it took four of us. Mm. You know, and it wasn't even about the number at the yeah. end. Yeah, it was literally like being faithful. Being faithful. Yeah. and yeah. You know, it's it's a 
because I had a youth leader tell me as you know I'm a, I'm a speaker yeah. and they'll say man I really want to do what you do and I'm like you know what we all we both have the same job mm-hmm. and our job is to stand the post God has given us right. and say yes sir and yeah. do it well right? and then God provides whatever platform he's going to totally. provide he's working at a that's great advice let me ask you this so we were uh, we were in Jam Church today mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about the light, you know, trained, kind of talked about gospel urgency, fluency, mm-hmm. went over the gospel, uh, and then talked about gospel strategy. Yep. I introduced the Life in Six Words app yeah. and encourage everybody to download oh, and consider using it. And you actually did. <laughs> oh, bro, I was all yeah. over it. Uh, what you don't know is like in the past month, I've been in this spiritual battle of, I have a neighbor. And this guy could not be more different than me. Mm. You know, I'm the guy in skinny jeans, like, with my suitcases and guitar on my back. And he's a retired contractor. And, like, profanity is in every sentence that comes out of his mouth. He sits in his garage all day, smokes about 12 packs a day. We cannot be more different. And, man, I cannot tell you, like, Mm. when I started this tour, I realized I've cared for him. I have like prayed for him, but I've never shared the mm, gospel with mm. him, and like it's this next step, and I'm terrified, yeah, uh, like terrified, yeah, and because I got to live with this guy, you yeah. know, and uh, and it makes it real, yeah, uh, and so I've been, I feel like I've been a little bit like Jonah, like uh, I'm uh. like I feel this urgency, but I've been running from it, yeah, and the past two messages that you've given at Jam Church. Mm. One was the judgment seat of Christ and how everyone has a choice to make. And really, if I'm in a love, my neighbor, I'm not loving him if I don't share the gospel. Exactly. exactly. And so I went home to my wife this past week. I sat in my car mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday, actually, this week, and I just cried with her mm-hmm. and just told her my heart for Mr. Buddy. That's <laughs> his wow. name. And, and man, I, I was just overwhelmed with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have this urgency. I have to tell him. I have to mm-hmm. tell him. Tell him. He wasn't in his garage all week. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, great. Yeah. Like, I finally have this urgency. He's not there. And uh, and so, yeah. And so I was like, all right, that'll be my moment. Never came. And then this week, you talk about this accountability measure of this this app. that mm-hmm. That it's like, it's so encouraging to watch people all around the world sharing the gospel yeah and it really literally I, w- I went on the app after as soon as you told me about it i downloaded it in jam church and i'm like six thousand conversations or four thousand mm. conversations mm. about the gospel what am i doing mm. <laughs> like mm. if they can do it i can do it exactly and like you know who cares if he's my neighbor and it could be awkward for the rest yeah. of my life i'm not loving him if i don't do it and so uh, I called my wife afterwards. I was like, "Nope, it's it's got to happen. That's it's awesome. got to happen." And That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like, there's this. And your 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 band is on it. You guys. Got yeah. So we kind of create a faith sharing group. We always do a devotion yeah. before we go out. We open the Bible. Right now on this tour, we're going through the Bible, like in like kind of like a overview way um, through this tour. So by the end of the show, we'll gone through the whole Bible. That's awesome. And and so today, like we read scripture and it's like, hey guys. We talked about dry, the dry bones in Ezekiel, about uh, how God filled the dry, dry bones, this prophecy he had, and how tonight in Winter Jam, there's a lot of dry bones that yeah. need the breath of God in them. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I was like, guys, Mr. Buddy needs the dry bones. That's it's right. like he needs his That's dry right. bones filled. Right. And I was like, and I need you to hold me accountable. Here's how it's going to happen. That's awesome. Get out your phone. This app. Download it. <laughs> download this app. And I was like, you can hold me accountable. You'll, I'll, you'll know when I pray for this guy. Wow. You'll know when I share. And you'll know if he accepts Jesus or not. And I, I want to do that for you, too. So yeah. we started this group on the app, and now we get to kind of track with each other. That's Like, so cool. who they're sharing the gospel with, if they're sharing the gospel, if they need encouragement. Like, I can call my piano player. I was like, bro, 
you're procrastinating. Yeah. What's going on? I haven't seen your. Yeah, haven't seen an update. What's you know? going on? And uh, it's really, and I need that in my own life. We do it as a staff, and then every week we get together and we talk about it. We, so cool. we call it Take Five for the Cause. Yeah. And we just share who you're praying for, caring for, sharing with, look mm. at the app, kind of share the stories. And there's no leaderboard on the app, so it doesn't get right. weird, you yeah. know. But it really is. It's super encouraging. And we're starting to see some great, great traction. So pray. everybody listening has got a Mr. Buddy out mm. there. Be thinking about who that is. And, man, this week, let's begin those conversations yeah. by God's grace. Could you imagine if every Christian teen yeah. was, like, active in sharing their faith oh man man we could raise up an army so i dare to share guy they asked you know we did dare to share conferences for years yeah. and did full weekend tours we now we do a one-day simulcast deal where we train all at the same time wow but we partnered with winter jam we're like man well of course we'll give the gospel but what if we mobilize these guys mm. let us challenge everyone to download the app and share christ mm. And man, I just believe God could raise up an army of face sharers like yeah. Austin French. Mm. You know, when you were a 13 year old kid and your youth group just yeah. mobilized. So, um, any parting words for the youth oh, leaders listening? Man, I mean, you may be, you may be the dad in someone's life. You mm. may be the mom in someone's life. You know, like I grew up in a broken home, mm. and so I didn't have a dad in my life that was like, "Hey, son, this is what discipleship mm. looks like." But I had a youth pastor who was fumbling around his words and gave yeah. me a Bible. Spiritual dad. Yeah. And if it wasn't for that, I don't think I'd be here today. So you may think that no one's listening, but the right person is. Wow. And and you never know, like, the awkwardness of you not getting all your words right or missing your notes or yeah. whatever. It's still speaking. Like, the gospel is the gospel. Yep. And it's powerful. It changed my life, and it's probably going to change someone else's. That's you cool. just have to be bold enough to share it. So. Boom. Austin French, man, God bless you. Youth leaders, check out his stuff. Where can they go to oh, check your stuff out? Man, how go- can they follow Google. You? Just Google, just Google, Google it all. <laughs> What's your social media? Uh, just Austin French. Austin French. Yeah. Follow him. Keep him accountable. There you Ask go. him about Mr. Buddy. Come on, come on. Thanks, Austin, for being uh, part no of problem. this.